Gvaldig. Okay, good morning, everybody. Daf Yud Aleph Amid Aleph. We're up to page 11 in Mayid Katan. And we are up to Rav Shara Lechia Barashi. It's the last word on the third line of the Amud. Rav. Third line, last word is Rav. We are finishing up the Gemara before the Mishnah of Hashem. We will be Zeicha to finish up the first parak of Mayid Katan. Today, let's get going. Rav Shara Lechia Barashi. Rav allowed... To make traps for fish because it is not a prof- you don't need a professional to make these traps. Okay, so fish traps are allowed. My time, what's the reason? Because it's an amateur work. You don't need a professional to create them, it's fine. To make nets for birds is not allowed because that says the Gemara, my time, why not? The traps for birds, the nets needed to catch them, you need a special craftsman. Now the Gemara is going to qualify when it's forbidden to use the work of a craftsman. Rav Yehuda Shara La'ami Tanura, Le'migdal Tanure. Rav Yehuda allowed Ami, who used to make ovens, to make ovens. Aye, it's the work of a craftsman. So the Mepharshim here explain that when it's needed for the food of Yom Tif, even a craftsman, even the action of a craftsman is okay. The Rababar Ashbi, and he also allowed Rababar Ashbi, Lemigdam Mahulasa, to make sieves, again, in the preparation of food. Says Gemara Ini, are you allowed to do these work of craftsmen? But Tani, Rababar Shmuel, but Rabbi Shmuel taught us Veshav, and everybody agrees, Shein Gaidlantan Lechatchila, you're not allowed to make a brand new oven on Yom Tif, even though it's needed for food, because it's the work of a craftsman. So why did Rabbi Yehuda allow Ami Tanura to make his Tanur? Why do you allow him to make an oven? Says Gemara like Kasha, Kam bimai sachama. Excuse me, Kam bimai sagishamim. When it's in the summer, so the oven once you build it will be good and ready to and dried out and ready to roll on the days of yomtivs. So then it's allowed. However, if you're going to build a new yomtiv in the rainy season. When the oven's going to remain wet and it's going to, not going to be useful on Yom Tif anyway, you're not allowed to build your oven. Beautiful. Okay. We are now up to the Mishnah, four lines before it gets wide. Eisen Michael Agag Ulamir Pesas, a very, very important halacha, and that is you are permitted to make a Micah. A Micah, the Torah tells us, if you have an elevated platform in your house, particularly the case the Torah gives is on your roof. If a person has a roof that people usually go up to, you have a biblical obligation to put up a fence, a railing around the edge of your roof to, around the edge of your roof for physical safety, to make sure people don't fall off. So if a person has a roof and they need to put up a mica, and it's halamayit, says the Mishnah, Isa Micah Lagagal Repesas, you let him make a railing around your roof or your porch, Maisa Hedyait, as long as you do it in a way that's not professional. Obviously, it needs to be sturdy, it needs to work, but it can't be, you know, uh, the work of a professional. When you can't do it, you can't put up the mica in a professional way. Says the Mishnah Viter. Shafin es hastokin umagila naisa bemagila biyadu veregel avaloi bemachlotzayim. You are allowed to put plaster over uh, holes in your floor, and you can go over them with a roller. You're allowed to smooth them out so you don't uh, leave any 
you know, leave any bumps on the floor. But the only the only way you're allowed to smooth it out is with your hand or your foot. But you're not allowed to use a machlatzayim. A machlatzayim was a special uh, professional roller that was used to make sure that when you lay out the plaster in the hole, you know, to smooth out the holes in your floor, that it was done to perfection. Think about like, you know, uh, when you grout between your tiles, okay? So if you don't know how to do it, uh, all right, it works, but, big, you know, not nice. It's not a, but a professional does it, it comes out, uh, comes out spitz, comes out beauty. So you're allowed to do it, but not let it be done in a professional manner. Okay. Hatsir v'hatsinar, a tzir and a tzinar. These are different parts of the door hinge that allows the door to swivel. V'hakura and the kura, the lintel that goes on top of the door. V'haminol or locks v'hamafteach shenibru. Or you have a key that breaks. Okay, so mesaknim b'mayid. These you are permitted to fix up on chol hamayid. Why? Because all these things have to do with your front door. You need your key, you need your lock, you need your door to be able to swivel back and forth. And if it doesn't close properly and you can't lock it properly, it's going gonna, it's gonna to become a dabar ha'avid. It's, it's, uh, you're going to take a loss of money. People could come into your house whenever they want and steal stuff. So to protect what you have is permitted to do on cholam ma'yed. It seems even by a locksmith, even by a professional. As long as you didn't initially plan to have to do this on cholam it just happened on Yumtif, your door broke. So then you're allowed to do it in a professional way. Otherwise, if you waited till Yumtif, what are you waiting for? Once you waited, we'll tell you to wait a little longer, and you're not permitted to do it until after Yumtif. Um, and any uh, kibush, anything that is pickled, which pickled is defined by a food that sits in a brine, a vinegar, or a liquid for 24 hours, b'mayid, and you, you need, um, you're allowed to have it on yomtif, kaivshan, you're permitted to pickle it for yomtif. Now you might say, why is pickling different than actual cooking? So the explanation is that some pickling takes shorter and some pickling takes longer. Sometimes in order for something to be fully pickled, it could take 24 hours. So let's say you're on your last day of yomtif and now you want to start pickling, but you know that it's not going to be done until after Yomtev, are you allowed? So the Mishnah is letting us know that as long as as the pickling will be completed on Cholamayid or on Yomtev, it's permitted to do on Yomtev. If it's, the pickling is only going to be completed afterwards, not allowed. Okay. Says the Gemara, dummy Hedyot, what's considered a Hedyot? What's considered amateur work when it comes to the first case of our Mishnah, when you're putting up the railing on your roof or porch? Rabbi Yisuf, Aymer, Rabbi Yisuf says, Behutza Dafna. It means you do it b'hutza v'dafna. Hutza v'dafna is special branches of palm trees and uh, that, that you crisscross with each other and you put up a beautiful kind of like a chain link type of fence. B'masnisa, but that's, that's an amateur, okay? That's, you know, anybody could just crisscross back and forth. B'masnisa, tana, we don't do a b'risa, tzor b'tzor tach b'tit. Amateur work is, we had this b'risa earlier, when you, when you uh, stack up stones one on top of the other, but you don't plaster them yet. So it's there, it works. People know to stay away from the edge of the roof, from the edge of the porch. However, it's not really um, full-fledged, and therefore it's not professional. You're allowed to smooth out the, <coughs> excuse me, you're allowed to smooth out the cracks in your floor, 
<clears throat> and go over it with a roller, meaning you're allowed to use your, we said you're allowed to use your hand and foot to use the roller, but you're not allowed to use a special made machlatzayim with the roller. Hashtab Magila Amrit Shari, you told me you're allowed to use a roller, biyada beregami boy, so what does it mean about your hand and foot? So Gemara says, no, it doesn't mean to do your hand and foot and a roller. Listen, this is what it means. Shofin esastokim, you're allowed to fill up those cracks. Umagila naisan, and the way that you're ma'agel, the way you flatten out the plaster, ke'en ma'agila biyadu beregel, you should do it in a way that is like doing it with your hand and foot, avolai b'machlatzai, you're not allowed to use this professional utensil. Hatsir v'atzira v'akura v'haminol v'amavteach shenishbru, if you have the hinges of your door, slide them back and forth, or the lintel, or the lock, or the key, the halacha is misagmai. You're allowed to fix it up a chalavai as long as you didn't initially prepare for this. Says Gemara, really? You could do these in a professional manner. Ramin will ask you contradiction. Until his days, you would have a patish, a hammer that would bang in Yerushalayim. What does this mean? Ad in until his days, meaning the days of the worker. Um, you're allowed to do on chalavai. Mikan ve'elach, yeah, take it anyway. Mikan ve'elach, from here on forth, light, you're not allowed to. So you see that um, you're not allowed to do something in a professional way. So why is our Mishnah allowing you to use a roller, which is the work of a professional, on Cholamayid? Not sure. You can look through the, the suitcase. Says Gemara, like Kasha, Kan Bidna Fachi. One is talking about where you have a special, uh, special hammer. Kan Bidna Gari. Another one's, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, a hammer of a blacksmith. Another one's talking about the hammer of a nagar, the, ha- the hammer of a, uh, of a carpenter, which is used for wood, okay? So what's the nafkamina? This is leading us into a new category of alachat sacholamayid. The hammer of a blacksmith makes a lot of noise, and therefore, when you have work that's being done and it's going to be known publicly, it kind of like it's... It's going to get in the way of, um, it's going to get in people's way for, um, for their simchas yamtif, it's not allowed, okay? However, if it's the hammer of a carpenter, it doesn't make as much noise, it doesn't make as much noise, and therefore it would be allowed. Maskler of Chisif, that's a challenging question. People are going to, you want people to say, you just can't make a lot of noise, you're allowed to make... A little bit of noise, that's a little too vague. A little too vague for people to give them the psak. Like, oh, am I allowed to do this? You come to the rabbi. Am I allowed to do this? You know, well, it depends how much noise it makes. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Like, what decibel? You have to start having, you know, decibel counting? Like, what is that? El Amr of Chista, rather, Chista says no. Like Kasha, I'm going to give you a different answer. It's not depend on the noise level. Ha b'magolei, ha b'chatsine. One's talking about magolei which is a classic saw that just goes back and forth. And the, when, when you saw something, so what it go, right? But when you take an axe and you chop it against wood, it bam, bam, right? It makes a larger, saws make softer noise with longer sounds. And an axe makes shorter noise with, with uh, larger, louder sounds. So that's one option, Okay. If Papa or Papa says, Kam kan Apparently, the, the, um, 
when do we say that you're allowed to fix your doors and hinges and your lintel and your lock and your key? That is talking about before the decree, forbidding it. Kan and another one is after the decree. So just remember, the Gemara is answering very simply, it depends what era uh, they were in, where they gave the different Sukkim. Ravashi Yom Ravashi, I'll give another possible way to answer the why it's not a contradiction. It's two different opinions. It's a machlekes. Who is of the opinion that on Chol HaMoyed you're allowed to do work on, if you're going to lose money? Do like a Rabbi Yaisi? It's not Rabbi Yaisi. Yom Rabbi Yaisi says, Come on. Madlinon Idna Kavyusa de Dosha. According to who do we say you're allowed to put up your lintel b'chol ha-demayada on Chol HaMoyed? Come on, Rabbi Yaisi. That's Rabbi Yaisi. Okay? The answer is... Why, do we have a contradiction whether you're allowed to do all these things for your door in a professional manner? So uh, the answer is, according to Rav Ashi, it's not a contradiction. Seder, Reb Yaisi says it is allowed, and Rebbe Yehuda hold it's not allowed. Machlekes, period, beautiful. Okay, then we said in the Mishnah, <clears throat> to pickle food that you want to eat on the Yomtev, then it's allowed. Bedisa Levi Kavri says the Gemara a story. Bedisa was a river that they ended up emptying out. They built a dam. All the water that was originally there flowed away, and there was no new. Uh, there was no new uh, water that came in. Okay. Also, Kuliyamatsud Aisu Kavra. So everybody went out to get the fresh fish that's now left at the bottom of the river. Say it? Very logical, right? You have the water goes out, there's going to be fish left behind. Beautiful. Shara luhu rava lemimlach menayu. So rava gave a psak that it is permitted to be mimlach. Okay? They're, that it's permitted to salt them for yomtif use. Now salting was a way of Pickling, preserving. Amalei Rabbi, Abai says, one second. But we learned in Mishnah, only pickle something if you're ultimately going to use it on Cholamayid. But if you're telling people they're allowed to go out to the river and gather in as much fish as possible and salt them because you want to keep them longer, you want to preserve them, well, people are going to be collecting fish even for after Yamtif. Why are you permitting this indefinitely? Like even... For after Yomtif, it should not be allowed to collect the fish. Amar so Rabbi says back, I'll tell you why. Because when people go out to catch the fish, and they collect all, uh, when people go out to collect, they don't, they don't have to catch it, the fish are laying there. So when they gather it in, they're not, they don't know which exactly fish they're going to be using for Yomtif. And what's going to happen is, listen, they're, they're coming home now with 40 fish. They're going to be using eight of them on Yomtif. Okay? Well, they don't know specifically which ones. So, if you don't pickle all them, there are those that are going to spoil. So, it's like lost principle, and therefore it's allowed to pickle it on Cholamayr. Now they own it, it's going to come to loss, boom, it's allowed. And some say, Rav said they're allowed to go out to get the fish and salt them. Okay.
even uh, even the chatchila. Amr Abaye Abaye says to Ravah, "Well, how could you allow that? You're only allowed to get fish. You're only allowed to pickle that you're going to pickle on yomtiv for yomtiv. <coughs> so why are you allowing them to catch fish even for every yomtiv? Amarle, Hanami misachli agav itzitsa. That the other fish really, if you would be itzitsa. So itzitsa was a process where they would dry out the fish." And if they would do that, um, the fish would obviously last longer and it wouldn't spoil again, and it's going to lead to a loss of principle. He, had, they, he, he pressed 60 times and then he ate the fish. Another story, Rav went to Rishkalusa, they pressed fish 60 uh, times for him and he ate it. Rav Iklalabe, Rav Shapir. Rav went to Rav Shapir's house. I see Kavra. He gave him fish. Tilsa Bishula, the uh, a third of it was Bishul, was cooked. Tilsa Milcha, a third was uh, salted. With Tilsa Tabsa, and a third broiled on a flame. Okay, beautiful. Um, Amar Rav. Rav says Amar Li. Amar Li Ada Tsayada. Ada, who would trap fish, told me, Kavra Samuch Lemisriche, a fish um, when it's uh, when it's about to be Masriach, when it's about to spoil, Maali. That is Mamish, the best fish. Very interesting. Meaning, we think that fish is at its best point when it's the you know as soon as it's uh, uh, as soon as it's caught. Really. If you leave it a little bit, as soon as it's about to start spoiling, and you have to know exactly when that moment is, that's when fish mamish tastes the best. Amarav Rav says, Amli Adatzaida Adatzaida also taught me Kavra Tavsa Ba'achua that um, fish <coughs> you should be Tavya, you should cook it on fire Ba'achua with its brother. Okay, now what does it mean with its brother? Rashi says salt. Why is salt the brother of fish? Because they both live in the ocean, says Rashi. Okay, asuke ba'avua. And then you take the salt and the fish and you put it in the father. So if fish and salt are brothers because of the ocean, who's the father? The water that's in the ocean. So he says, take fish, put it with its brother, salt it. Then put both of them into the father, into the water. Machle bavrei, and eat it with the sun. What's the sun? So the sun, Rashi says, is the juices that drip out of the fish while they are uh, while they're cooking. Ishti alei avua, and then you should actually drink the water that the fish uh, that the fish were cooked in. All right, fascinating. The Rav and Rav says the fish catcher. Also taught me, kavra tachle v'chalav a kavra tachle v'chalava. When you eat fish, cress, and milk, litain gufa, a person should make sure to do exercise. After you eat these things, don't go to sleep, don't lay down. You got to make sure to exercise. V'lay litain poria, and not. Uh, not become a sack of potatoes on your bed. You got to make sure to move your body around. Viomarav, it's 
and, and Rav says, Gemara is teaching us how to stay healthy, important, right? Whether or not we do this nowadays, it's just interesting to know why is the Gemara find it necessary to share this information with us, to teach us the importance of following, you know, uh, following proper medical advice, health advice, and which is a mitzvah. Um, and, and Rav says, also taught me, when you eat fish, cress, and milk, it is maya shikra. That is even better. Um, I'm sorry. After you after you eat these things, you should drink water shikra, and no shechra. You should drink water. You should not drink beer. And let's say you don't have water, you only have other drinks shechra chamra. And if if you don't have water, so it's better to drink beer afterwards than to drink wine. Hadron alach mashkin beisashlochin. Hadron alach mashkin beisashlochin. Hadron alach mashkin beisashlochin. Beautiful Mazatov to everybody who finished the first parak of Ma'ir Katan. We now turn to Daf Yud Aleph Amabez, and we begin the second parak of Ma'ir Katan. All right, let's get going. This Mishnah. Uh, needs no introduction because we're continuing to talk about Yamtif and Cholamayid. Let's get going. A person turns over his olives. Okay, Rashi says, what do you mean you turn over your olives? So he wanted to dry out his olives. He turns them over because that's part of the drying out process. And he's doing this and he becomes an Avel. Now an Avel, a mourner, is not allowed to work. Or there's an Ainus. Uh, accident happened, and he wasn't able to fix up, uh, turn over his olives to keep drying them out. Or he hired workers to do it. Yeah, sounds, uh, I'm sure we've all been in similar situations. They hire somebody to show up to work, and they don't show up. So he expects Poyalim, hired workers, to come uh, take care of all this, and they don't show. So the halacha is, you can... You can carry the first beam, um, and then you leave it there until after the yomtif. He should be zaylef. He should pour the olives uh, so they're ready for pressing. The goimer, and he finishes pressing it. The gof kedarkay, and then he's permitted to close up. Um, the vat in the usual way, meaning you're allowed to go through the entire process to make sure that you don't take a loss. Okay, says the Gemara, what's going on over here with the morning and the yamtif? What exactly is the situation? What was the story? Well, you know, what what's the exact story that the Mishnah was referring to when we started out over here? It's a little cryptic. Now, why? Because let's look at the Mishnah again. You you, you were you started your process of drying out your olives, and then you became a mourner, or there was an accident. <clears throat> or your workers don't show up before Yamtif. How did we just transition from morning to Yamtif? What just happened? You started out with Avel, with the laws of morning, and you ended up with the laws of Yamtif. What's going on over here? Tell me what's going on. Answer the Gemara Amr Vashisha Bay Dravid Vashisha says the name of Ravidi Zotomeret. This is coming to teach me Dvarabutarim Bimayid, Asurim Bimei Evlai. Things that are allowed. On Chalamayed are forbidden to do during morning. So the Mishnah is letting us know by connecting these two halachas that um, even though you're allowed to turn over your olives on Chalamayed by an avel, we're going to be more strict. Rabashi Amravashi says, no, 
That's not what the Mishnah is teaching me by putting these two halachas together. Read it for me. Yes, let's go back to Ravad Nachmar, Ravashi Yomar. Another answer to the connection between morning and Chalamai. Ravash says, Lai mi bai kamar. It's a Lai mi bai, meaning Lai mi bai, I don't even need to tell you. Meaning, Lai mi bai, me may have Lai. I don't need to tell you when during uh, Avelus, during morning. Dimidra bonanu vishari, the Isser Malacha, during the days of mourning that you're not allowed to do work, is only rabbinical. Even on Cholomai, the Isser Malacha, Midaraisa, where it's forbidden to work, Midaraisa, it's part of Yamdif, Makam Seda, Shorabanan. So there, when by a Makam Seda, the Rabbanan certainly will allow it. Okay? So, if the Mishnah says that you're allowed to turn over the olives in order to press them on Cholomai, how much more so is it Mutter to do when it comes to mourning? Tanik Vasidar of Shisha. He says the Gemara. However, we have a Bryce that seems to imply, like Rav Shisha, um, who says that actually the laws of mourning are more strict than the laws of Cholamayit. How so? Because here's what the Bryce says. Elu dvarim aisim la'avel bimei avlai. You don't have it? Okay. Elu dvarim ha'isim la'avel me avlai. These are the things that um, you're allowed to do for an avel while he's in avel. If his olives need to be turned over, you can turn over for him. The Kadai Leguf. And if you have to close up his barrel, you could do that for him. Or to help his flax where the process had already started to uh, to produce it and to straighten it out and to clean it. You're allowed to complete that process for him. Or if he if he started out with uh dyeing his wool. And then he became a mourner. Other people can take care of that for him. And if uh, he's in middle of sitting shiva and his field his field need, needs irrigation and needs to be watered, you'll have to take care of that for him. Okay? Now, who's doing the malacha? The avo? No. Other people are allowed. You see very clearly from this brisa that were strict on an oval, and he's not allowed to do work. Hence, it says clearly, even when it comes to turning over his olives. So it must be that on Cholomite you're allowed to do this, but an oval we're more strict on. Rabbi Dain Rabbi says, I'm sorry, I'm you stay near. You're even allowed to plow his, his uh, I'm sorry, you're even allowed to plant a field that he prepared by plowing. Vesodai Medes Lepishton, or a field... That's been set aside for flax. Flax has to be planted at a specific time, and if you miss that moment, uh, it'll it'll all be ruined. They said to Yehuda, If they say no, you're not allowed to do that because even though you're right that there's specific times where it could be where uh, you know the flax seeds need to be put in, if you miss that first moment, it could also be done. Uh, it could also be done later. And you don't necessarily need to plant flax. You can go plant other seeds. That's fine. And therefore, it would not be allowed. Rav says, Let's say um, his olives needed to be taken care of, and he's the only one who's able to do it. Or his barrel needs to be closed up, and he's the only one who could do it. Or to finish up the process of of uh, of taking care of cleaning his flax, um, that's he's the only one who could do it. But Samuel Alasmin Ayura, 
or his wool that's being dyed. He's the only one who could do it. The Allah is, he's permitted to do these things, even as an avel, even as a mourner, he could do it privately. He doesn't have to take a loss. Okay, Yasser al even more than this, Amar Rishim Gamliel, Rishim says, Let's say the Rabbim needs him. He's the only guy who gives haircuts. Or he's the only guy who could take care of the bathhouse. And it's coming time for Yomtif. And he's the only one who could take care of these things. It's Yomtif, this guy's sitting Shiva. He's in Avelis. Okay, what's he supposed? What, what's the rabbim supposed to do? Hare He's permitted even as an avel to take care of the needs of the rabbim. Interestingly, we find this mamish in a pasuk when it comes to Maish Rabbeinu, when um, when he was in Avelus for Aaron. It talks about the Torah that he was teaching Klal Yisrael. Mefarshim ask, why is he allowed to teach Torah during the seven days? Of Avelis, and the answer is because the rabbim needed him, and even though a regular mourner is not permitted to learn Torah or teach Torah, but when the rabbim needs you, when the community needs you, it is allowed. Ha'arisim sharecroppers, vachakirim, or people that are hired. I'm sorry, people who rent out farmland from others. Vakablonim and a kablon. Okay, a kablon um, over here is referring to uh, somebody who's hired to work out in the field. Um, so you can have other people take care of your work while you're sitting Shiva. Okay? You might have some sort of financial gain from it, okay? but you also have a commitment. You have a commitment to get this job done, make sure it's taken care of. You, you make sure other people uh, take care of it. Okay. Hachamarim, people who own Hertz rent-a-donkey. Hagamalim, or people who own herds rent a camel, or vasaponim, people who own herds rent a boat. Hare ilulo yasu. So over there, you're not allowed to be involved in your business on yomtiv. But let's say you are like a middleman, all right, and you already have a few of your rentals that are out when you become an avel. Hare zu yasu. You could take care of whatever uh, needs to be done. To, to finish that up, however, somebody who's hired by the day, even if it's going to be in a different city, okay, so uh, it takes time to travel, and uh, it's going to come out to be a bigger loss, you're not allowed to go to work as a novel. If a, a person already committed to work for somebody else, then it becomes an novel. Even if there's a contract, to get, get something done, lo yasa. You're not allowed to do that. Okay? This halacha overrides it. Ah, uh, you told me you're showing up. Listen, things happen, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a novel, I can't come. Says the Gemara, one second. Even though there was a document, a written agreement, and it's not necessary to talk about it when there's no, doc, uh, when there's no document, that, that there for sure you can't go to work. I'll say the opposite. When there's a, you know, when there's a full-fledged commitment, so it becomes yours. It's like you, you now own that responsibility. It's your own work. And therefore, it should be a bigger problem to work. But maybe when there's no contract, and it's not on me, it's more on you. So now during my morning, I'm not working for me, I'm working for you. 
Maybe that should be allowed. You hear this far here. We thought that if you're contracted, it's more of a logic to obligate you. Says Gemara, not necessarily. Maybe when you're contracted, that's more of a reason why you cannot work. Because when you sign a contract, his thing now becomes my personal responsibility. My personal responsibility, I can't do on a yomtif. I'm sorry, I can't do when I'm in mourning. But maybe I could work for somebody else when there's no contract. Because it's not for me, it's for you. No, 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 no. Not happening. Can't work whether there's a contract or whether there's no contract. Let's say a person committed, written, document, you're going to show up to work for somebody else. So the malacha cannot be done in his house, okay? Because if there's done in his house, then people are going to think that, um, I'm sorry, this is not you, I'm sorry, I made a mistake over here. means somebody else has to work for you. You hire a contractor to work in your house. Contract, he's going to show up on Monday. Turns out you went into Avelis on Sunday. He can't come fix up your bathroom, right, during Shiva. Says Gemara, in your house they can't do work. In a different house they could. Because it's not so clear that the work's being done for you. You're not working. Work's being done on your property. So as long as it's not the property that you're living in, you could have somebody else do that work. Marion Bereid Ravin. Marion, the son of Ravin. Umar Bereid Ravacha. And Mar, the son of Ravacha. Bereid Ravu, son of Rava. Havalu Gamla. They had a... They... Gamla de Tura Bahadi Adadi. They had... Uh, each of them owned an ox that they worked together. Isra be Mosa be Marbre de Ravacha, Bre de Rava, and Marbre de Ravacha, Bre de Rava, went into Avelis. Upaski le Gamle, and he said that his ox cannot work with the other ox. Amaravashi, Gavar Rabba, Kamar, Bre de Ravacha, Avrachi. Marbre de Ravacha was a big Talmud Chuchim. Why would he do such a thing? Nehi de Livsede de Lechayish. Granted that he's not concerned about his own money, meaning he's in Avela, so he can't work his, his animal beautiful. We get that. But but what right does he have to cause a financial loss to his partner? If their their animals are rented out, um, okay, or they're, they're rented out, or they're... They're hired by others. Hare elu loy yasu. Then they're not allowed to do work. Okay, so um, why is Mar Bereder of Acha permitted to cause Marion to suffer a loss? If you have a pre-existing agreement, it should be allowed. Answers the Gemara: No. Needed to be extra careful on himself because he was such a Tamat Chucham. He was concerned. People knew his animal. People knew his, he had a contract with Marion. And people knew that when you're Navelus, you can't do work, your animals can't do work for you. And, he, and therefore, since so, everybody knew about his life, he was concerned that if he would let his animal work with Marion, it's going to lead to long term to people saying, oh, so my animal, when I'm on Avelis, my animal can also work like this. And because he was in such a chashua position, he said, you know something, even though for an average person, my setup should be allowed, 
I'm not going to permit that leniency on myself lest somebody else comes to sin. Period. End of Daf Yud Aleph. We're now up to Daf Yud Beis. It's a brand new conversation, sticking with Cholamayi, but a brand new topic. We'll hold it here for today. And Bez Hashem, on Monday at 6 p.m., we will pick up with Daf Yud Beis. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, everybody.